something I think we all face in, as Christians living in the world is living in the world without becoming of the world. Maintaining our service and obedience to God, God's will, and living in, in, while living in this world. Each of us are going to have our own battles we face and desires we have. We will all face trial, and, and it may cause moments of weakness. And we're going to begin our reading with James 4, warning against worldliness. From whence come wars and fightings among you, come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members. Ye lust and ye have not, ye kill and ye desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and ye war and ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye adulterers, adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is the enmity with God, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Ye think the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. Wars are fought with countries. Conflicts are fought between individuals, groups, and they all come from the desires that come from the individuals. You lust and you have not. You kill and, and desire and cannot obtain. Worldly and fleshly lust are temporary, which will not, not allow contentment or satisfaction. The desires cause us to move away from our service to God. You ask and receive not because you ask for the wrong reasons. We're going to continue with verse 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but, grace, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves before the God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. God resists the proud and will give grace to the humble. Because the proud see, do not see the need for help or grace, but the humble do see the need. Proud resist and try to stand alone and we need to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. Continue speaking not evil of one another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of the brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy, and art thou that judgest another. Our words must be full of kindness as well as truth and justice. We're not to judge one another, but let God be the judge of all. We're to encourage each other, helping us to become better servants for God. We're to serve in the spirit, not the flesh. We need to pray for help with an honest heart and be humble servants and, and not judge others. To guard against worldliness and conflicts. I read all those verses, but we're going to focus on verse 1 through 4. What causes the conflicts and, and, and what we need to battle. Let nothing be done and strive for vainglory, but loneliness in mind, that each esteem them other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also on Jesus Christ, 
Our pride in us causes conflicts with others and even within ourselves. When we have conflict, we need to self-examine and see if pride's causing that conflict, whether it be within ourselves or others. There's an owner of a Fortune 500 company. He pulled in to get gas. He went in to pay, and the, the servant, the gas attendant, was talking to his, his wife. And they had dated previous to the, their marriage and him meeting the, the, her meeting the guy that was the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. He came back, said goodbye, got in the car, and he's driving down the road thinking. Didn't say nothing for a while. And he told his wife, said, I've been, I know what you're thinking. And she said, well, okay. He said, I bet you're thinking you're glad you married me, the owner or CEO of a Fortune 500 uh, company, and not the servant at the gas station. She said, no. I was thinking that if I'd med married the servant at the gas station, he'd be a, a Fortune 500 CEO and you'd be the gas servant. I stumbled through that, sorry. But the point being made, he was proud of himself, didn't need any help from anybody. He thought he got there by himself. That's how proud the proud. So God resists the proud. But the crowds of proud, honestly, the proud resists God in his help. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and this will help with the conflicts that you fight. You know, we fight battles within ourselves. We talk about warring with others and conflicts with others, but this is probably airing out my dirty laundry more than any, the battle we fight between ourselves. Romans 8 and 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit of things of the spirit. If we're constant seek, constantly seeking worldly pleasure, we're not of the spirit. To be in the spirit, we have to be about following God's word. You know, I've seen before TV shows and stuff, you see a devil on one shoulder <laughs> and an angel on this shoulder. The devil's saying do it and the angel's saying don't do it. The devil, do it, you'll like, you'll like it, it'll make you feel better. Don't do it, it'll make you feel bad. You got that quarrel going on. And you know, when we're trying to make decisions in life and we're living in the world, temptation and our desire is getting away of serving God at times. And if I'm always looking at the devil and listening to the devil, everybody knows wars are won by battles. That devil's winning the battle. And the angel's voice is lower and lower till it's not heard. But if we defeat the devil, God said, resist the devil and he will flee. So if we keep listening to the angel and following God's word and being servants of God, that battle within ourselves becomes easy, doesn't it? Because the devil's gone, and we're serving God, and we have God on our side and angels on our side. So the battle within yourself needs to be fought every day. Battle the devil, battle the world, and seek to follow God's word. We also read, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these things are contrary to one another, so that ye cannot do things that ye would. We again see the battle that we're going to have to fight between our desires, our own desires, and serving God. Now, by now, you're probably wondering what this has to do with anything. <laughs> I put it up on the slide. The story I'm about to tell you, the guy had it hanging around his neck, and I'm not that tough. 
home plate. Joe Scalino was a baseball coach and he was going to be a featured speaker at a clinic. Uh, many people didn't know him, the younger ones didn't, and they were kind of wondering who this guy was, the older ones did. He shuffled on the stage at 78 years old, this was in 1996, with a home plate tied around his neck. The young ones are going, man, that guy's crazy. Maybe y'all said the same thing as me. Did, did he not do something good with his PowerPoint? Could he not figure that out? Might have had that thought. After 25 minutes of talking, the audience kind of murmurs a little bit, much like you probably thought, why does home plate keep coming up? What's that have to do with anything? And he could tell. Even some of his friends that knew him thought, man, Joe got old and forgot he had a home plate around his neck. But he started to tell him, he said, y'all probably wonder why I have home plate around the neck. He said, how many little league coaches are in the crowd? And some hands went up. He said, how wide's home plate? Nobody said much. They were kind of scared to. He said, no, tell me. And the, he finally heard, 17 inches. <laughs> Correct, 17 inches is the width of home plate. He said, how many uh, Babe Ruth coaches do I have? If you raise your hand, they, how wide's your home plate? They sat there a while, kind of nervous. Again, sheepishly, 17 inches. Correct, 17 inches. How many high school coaches? And as he went on, they got a little more confident because they figured it out at 17 inches. They didn't know. I didn't know that until I saw this. 17 inches. So he went on to the uh, college coaches, how many? And they raised their hands, 17 inches. Minor league coaches, how many? And how what? 17 inches. Major leagues, they raised their hands, 17 inches. He said, y'all are right, it's 17 inches. He said, uh, what do we do to a major league pitcher when he can't throw it across that 17 inches? And somebody, and he said, do we send them to Powaska? I don't know what that meant. Everybody laughed. That was, I guess, is a minor league team. He said, no, we don't widen the plate. They have to stay within the standard of the 17 inches or they don't pitch. And he went on to the coaching part. He said, what do you do to your best player when they show up late? What do you do with the, if you have a shave rule and they don't shave? What do you do when they don't do what you ask? Do you make it say, hey, you can't throw it over 17 inches. We're going to make it 18 inches. We'll make it 19 if you can't get it. We'll go to 25. No, they held the standard. And the problem today, I think, is the standard. We move the standard in our homes, in our lives. When we're fighting that quarrel, well, it might be all right for me to do it this time. And you give in because we move the standard. God set a set of standards for us to follow. And they don't move. It's true and it's the truth. And when you're fighting a quarrel and, and you're living in the world, you're going to hear that that's not true. <laughs> but it is true. Our desires, if we give in to our desires constantly, our heart becomes hard and then we fall away. Don't widen the plate. Don't move the standard in our lives. And that's the story there. Don't widen the plate. The world will deceive us. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hard iron. 
We always need to work on our faith, focus on being faithful servants because we are exposed to the seducing spirits and temptations, false doctrines of the devil. If we listen and give in to the lies, we endanger ourselves with hardening, hardening our hearts to God just like it was seared with a hot, hot iron, causing us to fall away and losing hope, widening the plate. That's what the world wants to do, widen the plate. Live for you, don't live for God. We read to follow God's word, not man. Beware lest any man spoil through the philosophy of vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Our problem in society is we continue to widen the plate, and we are going to be judged, and we will be held accountable because there are, God has his standards. Satan does not want us to believe it, but we are going to be judged in the end. We do not need to follow false doctrines and fall into the world and away from God. I think we need to find joy in God's love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that joy might be full. Joy comes from love, the love of God, the love of our neighbors. True joy comes from within us and the attitudes we have. And if we're seeking to do God's will. Norman Cousins was a gentleman that got diagnosed with a debilitating arthritic disease. And it wasn't curable. So he checked out of the hospital and he knew how emotions could play on his, how you feel. Negative emotions can make you feel worse. So he went and rented a movie projector and rented a bunch of Mark's, Mark's movies and candy camera reruns and watched them. That's his prescription, how he's going to get because he knew the negative made you feel bad, so he's going to see how feeling good about yourself did. After a period of time, he noticed 10 minutes of laughter gave him two hours of pain-free sleep. Two, ten minutes of laughter, two hours of pain-free sleep. sleep. So he kept on, and over time, he reversed his condition. And it was published in the New England Journal of Medicine about how he reversed his condition. A positive. Positive thoughts. Found joy in his trial. I mean, that wasn't going to be able to walk, always in constant pain. Found joy in the trial. So we need to find joy from above, not here. Now, there's another side of the story, and I hate to say that I may be on this side more than the other. A man standing on a ledge getting ready to jump. Police officer noticed it. And he worked his way slowly to him, talking to the man the whole time. Finally gets up to him and said, Sir, nothing's this bad. Don't, why would you want to do this? The man proceeded to tell him, my wife left me, took the kids. My business is failing, fixing to be bankrupt, and all my friends have left me. I have no hope. I have nothing around me. And after 30 minutes of stories like that, the police officer and the man jumped. Contagious. Our attitudes are contagious. We find a joy from above, it's contagious. People see that. They see, man... I can't believe he's smiling or she's smiling. I can't believe that. 
all they're going through. Because if you're finding joy from above instead of around us, we have the hope. We know the hope if we keep the faith. Find joy from above and seek, seeking God's love. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. We need to find joy in God's love again. And we find this and we know all the things work together for the good uh, to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. Love God, find joy in the promises he has made to us if we obey his word and are obedient to him. Whereby you're given us the exceeding great precious promises that by these things you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped corruption that is in this world through lust. I think people look for joy in the wrong places. The world gives us a false picture of joy, money, cars, popularity, fame. And that's where we search for happiness and joy instead of above. We see it every day. Uh, true joy comes from the following and serving God with all your heart, serving your, serving your neighbor with all your heart. You know, when you're young, or when I was young, I'm not going to speak for you. Christmas came around, and I counted all my presents and my brother's presents, and I always tried to win to the point that I might wrap one just so I had one more. You know, I was that excited about what I was going to get and the joy it was going to bring me. And all of you know this story that are older. Uh, they're playing about 30 minutes after you open everything, they're playing with the boxes and the toys are over in the side. That was going to give me joy as a kid. You know, as you get older now, I watch, and I try to find joy. I watch my kids open stuff and, and even shown as parents and find joy in that. You know, as Christians, we need to always look for joy above. We need to have, find joy in others brothers and sisters doing good and we need to help them get through their, their struggles and not judge and find joy in helping others find joy in the fact that we all have a chance, everybody has a chance to go to heaven we need to find joy from above and remember God's promise to the faithful The back of home plate, you can tell, is black. When we continue to widen the, the plate in our lives, we'll continue to go down the path of, that leading to destruction. The back side of the plate is black, representing the dark, unpleasant path we will be walking down if we don't hold ourselves accountable and continually widen the plate away from God's standard. We need to strive to be obedient servants using every tool God has blessed us with to stay within home plate. Serve God, not the world. Follow God's standard and be obedient, faithful servants. And remember, resist the devil and he will flee. Fight the battle every day. If you're having trouble fighting the battle, find somebody to fight the battle, to help you fight the battle. Because if we win the battles, you win the war. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.